Hey, hey, I'm Amanda, wife, mother, and follower of Christ, and welcome to the Ducks in a Row podcast. I'm a homeschool mama and entrepreneur, and I have a master's degree in social work with a passion for helping others organize their life. Buckle up for a ride into sharing all I know about time management, productivity, crushing goals, wellness, organizing, and faith. I am so glad you're here, and I hope I can help you get your ducks in a row. Guys, it's that time again. I am opening my Take Back Your Time course and planner, and it is at a great introductory cost. So be sure you check out the show notes below where I have everything linked. If you are somebody that already knows that by the time the new year rolls around, you're going to be ready to take back your time and do better with your procrastination and all the things that keep you from reaching your goals, that take up your time and you're ready to be a good steward of your time, do better with time management and productivity, then this course is definitely for you. So be sure that you check out those uh, show note links and just check it out. See what it see what it says. I mean, there's lots of Q&A in there so you can get your questions answered. Um, you're always welcome to reach out to me and uh, let me know what questions you have, but I hope that you go ahead and grab that if it is for you. And don't forget that the planner also is sold separately if you would like just the planner and that is linked in the show notes as well and that you can get that right from Amazon. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Much. Let's get to the show. Friends, hello. Oh my gosh, it's been a really long time. <laughs> and I was just thinking about this this morning and I'm like, how do I even walk into this conversation today when I feel like I have neglected my poor sweet friends um, that look forward to my podcast? <laughs> um, but I'm just going to start with a bit of an apology because my hiatus was not planned, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Um, it was not planned. So just a little background, nothing nothing bad, but something took place the week after the last episode that I recorded, which I think was at like the end of January. I think it was still January and we're now um, the 19th of February. So I guess it has only been like a couple weeks, but... I had every intention of recording a podcast like the week after the last one I did, right? And then because I knew that the following week, which was last Monday, we would be on vacation. So we always go down to our family beach house, even though it's the middle of winter. <laughs> we always go down to our family beach house in February uh, around like the Super Bowl for um, my husband's birthday. And we always stay through Monday because we watch the Super Bowl. So um, yeah, I knew that I wasn't going to record one last week. And so I had every intention of recording one the week before. And I honestly, something did happen of significance, but I, but it wasn't anything like sad or serious like that. It just was something that did not allow me to record. And I felt so bad. I was like, well, maybe I'll just do one a different day of the week. And I'm like, no, I, I got to just stick to my routine, which is what we're going to be talking about today really quick is routines. Um, so I have a nice little nugget for you today that I hope uh, you can kind of carry with you as we are still trying to create habits, uh, create routines, and um, 
you know, I hate the word resolution, <laughs> but try to follow through with the goals or the resolutions that we have created for 2024 because we're still, you know, it is just mid-February. People are still falling off the wagon. I don't even know if that's the right terminology, but they're still kind of falling away slowly one by one. They're just kind of falling away from these habits, these routines, these goals, these resolutions that we wanted to have uh, in this new year. It is still very, a very fresh um, in the year, and it's still a time when people are kind of trying to still keep those habits, but are starting to kind of feel the weight of like, oh my gosh, okay, it's been a month and a half, like I'm ready to go back to the way things used to be. <laughs> and I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement today because I want you to hold fast. I want you to hold tight. I want you to just keep going. I want you to see the value in these changes that you want to make in your life. And I want you to be able to continue. So my hope is to kind of give you a few little nuggets today to help with that. Okay, so let's get right into it. So first of all, we're going to talk about something that um, I kind of had a, a bit of a revelation about, which is not really like I, I knew this already, but it wasn't something that I guess I personally was able to like, I guess I just didn't recognize it before is what I should say. Like I knew this was a thing and I knew that this is what helped people, but like it just wasn't something that I personally had an experience with. So or as uh, up until then, or if I did, I didn't like realize it. Um, and that is to have somebody or something, a situation, a circumstance, an entity, a person outside of yourself. Let me say that again. Outside of yourself to keep you um, on track towards your goal. To to essentially uh, be 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 creating your goal around or um, wanting to accomplish this thing for, okay? Does that make sense? I know that kind of sounds probably a little bit confusing. Um, But what I'm trying to say is whenever we work towards stuff just for ourselves, especially as Christians, and I'm going to give you that caveat and I'm going to explain why in a second, but when we do things outside or when we do things for ourselves only, we are more apt to fail. And I know that kind of seems a little backwards for the world that we live in, okay? The world of self-love and self-care and self-this and self-that. Our culture is so selfish. And we as Christians need to look different from that because that is not what what God calls us to do at all. He does not call us to be selfish. He does not call us to look out for ourselves, look out for number one first, or you can't pour from an empty cup. All of those things, all of those analogies you see, all the push toward taking care of yourself and loving yourself It's not that it's inherently like a wrong idea. We should not hate ourselves. Definitely, we should not hate ourselves. So we should love ourselves in in such a way that um, that shows that we appreciate and we're thankful for God for who He made us. And we need to love ourselves in that capacity, okay? But we do not and should not, as Christians, be loving ourselves more than other people or putting ourselves before other people. And that whole pouring from an empty cup thing, like here's the thing about that, you guys. If you have the Lord and you're walking with him, he's not going to be letting you pour from an empty cup. And that doesn't mean that you don't like 
take your bath once a week or twice a week like I do. And that doesn't mean that you don't make time for exercise. That doesn't mean that you don't take care of yourself. The Lord wants us to take care of ourselves. I mean, our body is his temple. So we need to take care of ourselves mentally and physically, spiritually, emotionally, all those things, relationally. We absolutely need, we need, need, need to take care of ourselves. But we also need to be careful that that doesn't turn in to loving ourselves more and taking care of ourselves more than those around us. It is a thin line and it is really hard sometimes to toe that line. I have a hard time doing that because I know I work really hard as a mom. I work really hard, you know, um, in my businesses. And I, I know that like there's times that I need to just step back and take time for myself and not feel guilty about it. And it is, that is true. We can do that. That is okay. But there is definitely a fine line. And sometimes I have to check myself. I have to be like, okay. I know the boys are basketball practice tonight. I could have some time alone. I don't have my class at church or I'm not going to go to CrossFit, like whatever. And be like, I could just sit. But then I could be like, you know what? I want to go. My boys want me so bad at their practice and I can't make it every week because of these other obligations. So this week I'm going to go. So that's just an example like of checking yourself. And and on that night, I need to think, okay, what other ways did I take care of myself this week? You know, did I take care of myself or do I really need to do this? And it's just kind of a checks and balance and just making sure that we are not overly pampering ourselves, but still giving ourselves a little bit of grace in that. So again, it's a, it's a thin line, a fine line that we have to kind of toe, but it is very important. And what I want to say, the reason that this pertains to our goals and our resolutions or our, um, whatever the different things are, excuse me, that, um, we're trying to work towards this year is because we, again, we as Christians are supposed to be loving others first. And so if we are only motivated by our own like desires and whatever our goal might be, we are not going to be successful. Now, if we are not Christians, you know, if God isn't the center and we are living for ourselves, then we probably do want to only work for ourselves and only be doing and only be self-motivated, right? I still think that that is a fallible um, course. <laughs> I really do. I still don't think that that is the best way to do this, but it is easier for non-Christians to do that because they, especially in the world we live in, I know, and I'm not just saying it's only Christians that love others first. There's plenty of non-Christians that definitely put others before themselves. So don't hear me say that. But what I am saying is it's harder for a Christian and easier for a non-Christian because of society, because of society wanting us to worship ourselves and put ourselves first. And so if you're listening to our culture and our society, then it's going to be easy for you to be self-motivated. But I want you to know, like, if you are a non-Christian friend of mine and you're listening right now, I want you to know that there is a better way. And when you put God at the center of whatever your goals and motivations are, you are going to be more successful. You just are period, because he makes all things possible in every situation in our life. It doesn't matter what it is. It does not matter what it is. So that's why I feel like even a non-Christian who is putting herself first because they can and is being self-motivated, I still think that that's not going to be the best path to meeting your goals. Can it happen? Absolutely. But I still am a firm believer that it's not going to be the best path. So 
how can we do this as Christians? Let me give you an example um, and why this is kind of my revelation. Because again, I've known this, this is not new, but it just isn't something that like I've really pondered enough to hash out like in my own mind and here on the podcast. So my husband is going on a missions trip coming up. I'm not going to say when it is, but it's coming up. And um, it's his first mission trip. He's super excited. He's going very far away uh, to a place that he is going to be sweating a lot. The work he's going to do is going to be rigorous. And he came to me like at the end of January. And he's like, you know, I think I want to go on a diet and I want to really get into exercising here um, because of this trip. And I'm like, glory, hallelujah. Now, listen, a little caveat here. I love my husband. He is the best. I think he is so sexy and handsome, and I am so attracted to him. But the man does not exercise. <laughs> and and his his eating habits are good, though, because he eats what I cook. And, you know, and I don't I don't cook unhealthily. Uh, but, you know, there are times that he will make some food choices that I probably wouldn't make. Um, but the diet that we are now both on <laughs> is way it's definitely way more strict than what I typically cook in the house. Okay, so it is a diet that's even more of a diet than what he is used to. But the exercising, and I'll, I'll give it to him. He works hard when he is having a hard work at a week at work, and he's doing a lot of physical labor. Like the man's in good shape, you know, and, and he he really is, and he does can accomplish a lot for not being somebody who exercises. But when he came to me and said this, I was like kicking up my heels because this is right up my alley. I love health and nutrition and fitness. Like it is so interesting to me. I am not an expert, but I do love it, and I spend time like studying it and understanding it because it's I love it. It's always been a passion of mine. So to have him kind of enter into that world with me was very exciting. And it gave me outside motivation to clean up my diet more and to be more diligent about my exercising. And guess what, you guys? So this happened at the end of January. And at the beginning of January, I had no plans of doing this for my new year. I was like, my diet's fine. I exercise pretty much every day. It's okay. I had no intention of amping up my, my, nutrition fitness game because I felt like it was good enough. But then my husband comes along and he proposes this to me because I want him to be a part of this with me always anyway. I'm like, heck to the yes, let's go, man. And like so excited about it. So for the past, you know, two and a half weeks, we have been doing a pretty rigorous in a way diet, definitely like way more strict than what we normally do. A lot of clean eating, no grains, no added sugars. Um, we do have some fruit and some potatoes. So there's definitely some carbs involved. It's not totally low carb, but, um, it's definitely carb conscious, I would say. And so it's definitely like high, high protein, high protein, high protein, um, and just clean eating in general. Right. And so, you know, we've been doing it. It's been good. We've been doing it through the weekends. We've gone out to eat and had to make certain choices. And let me tell you how much easier that is when you have a loved one on board with you. Okay. And I'm not saying like part of my advice today isn't go recruit your husband, right? (laughs) Like I'm not saying that necessarily, but it is definitely so much easier when you have somebody alongside of you. And if that somebody is somebody you're doing it for, not just with, but four, it is so much more motivating. And that's kind of my key advice here, kind of my takeaway. Find that person. You will hear like a lot of people say who are on a weight loss journey because maybe they're morbidly obese or and they have children and they're like, I want to do this for my kids because I want to be around for them. I want to be healthy for them. Yes and amen. That's what I'm talking about. 
That is what I'm talking about. Don't do it for yourself because you're going to fail yourself. You're going to fail yourself every day. You just are. You can make excuses to yourself. You can you can make up things in your own head. We are all weak. We are all sinners. We are so weak, you guys. We are so weak. It's disgusting. And we, if we don't have that outside person that we are doing this for or with, but mostly for, then we are not going to accomplish those goals. We are going to make excuses in our own head. We were going to tell ourselves, it's fine. It'll be okay. I can skip today. Or I can eat this piece of cake or this donut. Like, eh. You know, you, it, you just will. You just will. That's just the way it is. That's the way we're wired, okay? And so find that person or people or um, group of people even. Maybe it's an event that you have coming up that you want to be motivated for. Maybe this isn't just diet and exercise either. You know what I mean? So it could be an event. It could be people you work with. And if there is no actual physical human being that you're going to do it for, do it for the Lord. Do it for the Lord. That is one of the things that I got to tell you, going back to my word of the year and how I like to have though, and I, I did an episode on that earlier this Probably the first one of this year, I'm pretty sure. So go back and listen to that if you want to know more about word of the year. But my word of the year really started getting into that probably about three or four years ago. And it was really like driven by God. <laughs> like I, I let him tell me what it was and then I pray on it. So I am like the, the word that I am trying to live out, that the thing I'm trying to do through that word of the year is so like, in conjunction with God, that I am <clears throat> praying to him about it. And I'm asking him to like help me reach it, you know, all those things. So I'm kind of doing it for God. So if you don't have a person, <laughs> you always have the Lord if you're a Christian. And if you're not, if you're not a Christian, you can become one any second, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like do it either for a person, people, group of people, work, event, whatever, or for, for God. Do it for something outside of yourself. You've got to have the motivation come from somewhere outside of yourself. It is a necessity. So if you are feeling weighed down right now about whatever goals you made for this new year, things maybe aren't going the way you thought. You're not seeing results. You're getting like really kind of bogged down. You're whatever, whatever it is right now today, find that person, find that thing, find whatever that is outside of yourself and and say, I'm doing it for that, them, whatever. Change your perspective on it right now and watch it change. Don't do it for yourself. Say, I'm not doing this for myself anymore. I'm going to do it for this person. And even if you have to pick somebody who's just your accountability partner or person, then do that just so that you have somebody else to check in with, right? But definitely be praying on it and asking God for that help as well. And the last thing I will say kind of in, in this, like kind of with this whole advice, I've used the word motivation a lot, right? And that's the thing. Self-motivation is just so poor for everybody. Some people do have it better than others. Some people do have good self-motivation. I would like to think that my self-motivation is pretty good, okay? Um, and that's just an inherent tra- trait. I don't necessarily think, I, I, I do think people can work at it and get better at anything. So I'm not going to say that it's not possible for everybody, but some people are better at, better at it than others. But at the end of the day, we all suck at it. We all suck at self-motivation. And that's why motivation is such like an annoying word 
But I'm using it here because for me, the, the, the way motivation works is if it's coming from an outside source. It's not a self-motivation. It's an everything else motivation. It's the opposite. Okay, and so you'll hear people say it's not motivation, it's discipline. People will say, how do you stay so motivated to lose that weight? How do you stay so motivated in your business? How do you stay so motivated? And you'll hear people say it's not motivation, it's discipline. And they're right. That is very, very true. Okay, but you still need motivation. And the people will say, well, motivation will fail you. So that's why you have to have discipline. And they're right. Again, motivation is going to fail you if it is coming from yourself and only yourself. That's when motivation fails you, okay? Is when it's coming from only you, when it's self-motivation, okay? Motivation is possible and is a really good tool when it's coming from some entity outside of yourself. So just to kind of wrap back around to what I was just saying, motivation is possible, but it's got to be coming from somebody or something, or someone, or the or God, somewhere else other than yourself. Self-discipline is where you can work on that for yourself. Discipline is what comes from yourself. It can also come from outside sources, but discipline is also something that you can learn within yourself, and it can keep you going toward your goals, okay? That is discipline. They are two different things. But motivation is possible. It is possible motivation can help you. It just has to come from somewhere other than yourself. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope it made sense. I hope that you can take away today or walk away today with the takeaway of, okay, I got to find somebody or I got to find an event or I got to find a thing or I got to find or I'm just going to seek God because I don't have anybody else. Whatever the case may be, I really hope that you find that thing today outside of yourself and get back on that goal. And if you, friend, if you've already fallen off that wagon and your goal is already kind of out the door for 2024, get back on it. It's okay. You can start again today. It's okay. You don't need a new year to get started. It can be any day of the year. Okay, so if you've already fallen off, don't get mad at yourself. Get back on, find that outside motivation and get back on it. Okay, hope this was helpful, guys. If it was, please share. I always appreciate that so much. And thank you for tuning in. All right, till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you subscribe and share with your friends. And don't forget to tag me on social media when you do. Always remember, lead your life with passionate gratitude. God bless. Until next time.